Nobody checking for me, pod. That's not our new theme song, but I bet you thought it was for a second. You were like, "Ooh, that's an she's ugly." Oh, I'm Rachel Jarofsky. I'm Cody Wilkins, and just like the last time, and like the next time, I'm thankful for you pushing back against the title of the pod and checking for us this week. Speaking of Rachel, how you doing? And who's checking for you out there in the world? Oh, I'm doing okay. I'm feeling a little uncertain these days. I was told that Gen Z canceled skinny jeans. And I, yeah, I know. I don't know how to feel. I mean, I don't, I definitely think that like low-waisted skinny jeans are dead, but I'm like, I don't, what, what's up? Why skinny jeans and not leggings? You know what I'm saying? So I'm out here checking for teenagers. Like, are they wearing skinny jeans? Are they, you know what I mean? Like, I would say, I would say, let's not give Gen Z any credit for that. I think the pandemic canceled jeans across the board. Uh, skinny, bell bottom, bootlegged, high waisted. Nobody's wearing denim right now. If you're invested in denim, get the fuck out. It is a uh, sweatsuit season, baby, for the last four of them. So. Uh, I think I think you're okay. I think we're, we don't have to give Gen Z that title. No, I know, I know. I, and it's not again. It's not like I'm. It's not like every morning I'm like, well, shit. I was gonna put these on, but I guess I'll. <laughs> I'll guess I'll throw them in the trash fire and say, you know what I mean? Like it's not that deep for me, but it does have me pausing. Like, okay, bitch, you little old little almost thirty. Do you really like? Do you really know what's cute? I don't know if I know what's cute these days. You know what? You don't really, that's the thing, which I, you don't really have to be too concerned with what's cute because you ain't going nowhere and you're smoking for, you know what I'm saying? Is your shorty happy? I damn bet. That's how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I wear what she picks out for me, which has been, like I said, sweatsuits. We in a game. <laughs> sweatsuit city, sweatsuit city. Oh, who are you checking for this week, Cody? Unfortunately, I have not been checking for anyone except for Father Time. I got off of a plane eight days ago, which mm. means uh, the state of New York Sheriff's Department has been on my ass about quarantining. And you know what? I'm very happy that they have me on a 10-day quarantine. And because I want to be the change I see in the world, I have been behaving, have not left the crib, have been in here uh leaking my bank account ordering food even though the grocery store is two blocks away and i feel like if i triple mask it triple bag it with my little canvas dog i should be fine but you know what they have been calling texting beeping me talking about we know where you live and we know when you leave and we will hit you with this figgity figgity fine if we catch you outside so you know i've just been in a crib uh answering phone calls from the state and frankly Getting a lot of robocalls. Have you been getting a lot of robocalls recently? Every I get getting a lot of scam risk. And then a lot <sighs> of like 770, 773 numbers. Like anytime I get a number from Chicago, I'm like, this is a scam. And here's another scam. I had the scams are getting a little sloppy. I had a regular 10-digit phone number call me and it said it was from Ontario, Canada. And I was like, that's the United States digits, though. Y'all didn't, <laughs> y'all don't do that. <laughs> do you not fit to give me <laughs> This, research that, I, research gotten, your area codes. Exactly. Come on now. Don't play with me. 
Don't play with me. But yeah, all I've been getting hit up by is uh, robot scammers and the government. Uh, are those things different? No. But, you know, I, I ain't going nowhere. Anybody check for me? You know, I have. I am checking for uh, Certified Lover Boy, the next album by Drizzy Drake, um, who is my favorite rapper until he gets canceled, inevitably, uh, mm, for texting, <laughs> for texting <laughs> tweens, texting teens and tweens, <laughs> texting tweens, texting tweens, texting teens. That could be the next Drizzy. <laughs> texting tweens, texting teens, just shaking his head and licking his lips. No, shake, head sh- shaking his damn head and licking his lips is the vibe of every fucking Drake album. And honestly, it's the vibe that I'm trying to get into. Like, it's winter. Famously, I have my slow s- Saturdays, which is when I eat an edible and just sort of let the day happen to me. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like Certified Lover Boy would really would really kind of take that to the next level. I did get an album slid to me that may or may not be it, but... So far, this album has not struck me in the in, in in the Drake way that it usually does. So if this is it, I'm underwhelmed. If it's not it, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And we and as as mentioned, we got time. Right. And you know what it sounds like when it comes to you and that link and the validity of it, it sounds like you might have a little bit of a doubt bug in your ear telling you that what you're hearing uh isn't legit. Uh but we got somebody who could talk to you about doubt bugs and break it down for you in a really simple mathematical way. Cody, Cody, over here, question, question. Who is it? Who is it that could tell us about the doubt bugs? Oh, oh, you already know because his name is in the title. It's our very special guest who we're going to get to in just a moment. But first, listeners, lovely listeners, we're going to go to the music break and come back with a little something special for you. We've been, we've been cooking something up over here in the virtual studio for you. So hold on tight as we get into some new fun. Listeners, listen on up. Welcome to our newest segment from Ain't Nobody Checking For Me called Gibbs of the Week. That is G-Y-B-S. What is Gibbs? I'll tell you right now. Gibbs is an acronym that I created in high school. Talk about living in the past, my glory days. That is short for get show big, or if you're white and my father and also me saying it, get your big. Gibbs in general is just a perfect entrance into roasting a goofy motherfucker that needs to be called out. So without further ado, our Gibbs of the week this week is winter as in the season. Okay, winter, you need to get your big bird. It's cold in here for four of the longest months out the year. Okay, bars for me, bars for me. But honestly, how is it that you have more months than any other season? Summer has three. Fall and spring have two at best, right? Okay, you have four and three of them have 31 days. Have you noticed that, Cody? 
I one two three four did the math. It's true. Here's what I say. I said lend a month to spring, dole out one to fall, and then maybe we dissolve February altogether. Because what the fuck is a twenty eight day month? Okay, twenty eight day month. Matter of fact, February. You need to get your real ebbing and flowing. I'm fluid and flexible. Freaky ass out of here. Fucking freaky ass February. Sometimes I'm twenty eight days. Sometimes I'm twenty nine ish days. I'm down for literally anything. Face ass fucking year leaping ass and while i'm on the topic leap years okay leap years you need to get your real sinister <laughs> i'm not gonna give you a birthday booty ass out of here fucking nefarious ass you only get a birthday every time we elect a president what type of cruel and unusual punishment is that what Leap years, leap years are, leap years will have a 64-year-old man saying, hey, technically I'm 16, corny ass. In short, okay, dear winter, if you could just dissolve, but it not be a product of global warming, that would uh, work best for me. Cody? Yo, first of all, first of all, go ahead, dissolve February, and then put Black History Month with one of them other 31-day motherfuckers in this time. You know what I'm saying? Give me, <laughs> give me, give me my four weeks and three more days. Winter, winter, step right up and get your big. I'm all about the holidays and the heart looking ass out of here. First of all, there are 12 days of Christmas, eight nights of Hanukkah, and 16 unrelenting weeks of frozen hellscape that we're dealing with from you, okay? I'm not trying to hear that shit. How am I supposed to complete a dry January when I just spent all of my heat money on gifts and the only sweater I have without Santa on it comes in a plastic bottle with a knockoff Johnny Walker on the front? Okay, look. Winter... Winter. I'm gonna need to get your big booked in busy neck gas out of here trying to bookend every progressive year. Like, have you not seen the news? Since 2016, each one has been a bigger shit sandwich, and now you just have them on thick sheets of ice. Winter, you need to get your bipolar ass out of here. Talking about some virgin white powder to dangerous black ice in two hours of rush hour traffic. Low key, True. that's racist. And look, winter, <laughs> winter. I'm going to need you to go ahead and melt away one time, okay? Because I'm in here getting hot and bothered in a bad way. Rachel? Wow. I've had enough of this season. What I haven't had enough of or any of all yet, anything at all of yet is uh, <clears throat> our fantastic guest, our absolutely fantastic guest, who I think we need to move on to before things get out of hand. We absolutely need to. Let's get into it. Wow, the virtual studio hath been blessed by a true man of all trades. We got Greg Busereth in the Birch Stude. He's a painter, an animator, a storyteller. I mean, this is a real Renaissance man, people. He's written and animated two books, Simple Mathematics, A Basic Guide to Being the Best Version of Yourself, and The Doubt Bug. He's also a philanthropist with Chicago Social Works. Greg, thanks for being here with us today. Thank you all for having me. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here, uh, especially amongst great friends. Thank you, guys. Yeah, this is uh, this is fantastic, Greg. There's so much I feel like to talk about because you do so much. But I'll start simply and ask: When did you realize that you wanted to make a career out of your multitude of artistic abilities? Man, that's that's a there's a that's a long answer. Um, 
I don't know. I think, I think that, um, I don't think it was ever like a decision. I don't think it was ever like, uh, oh, this is how it's going to go or what's going to happen. This is going to sound bad, but I just, I'm not capable of doing things that I don't want to do. So I think that like, yeah, I I, I get that. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like, um, I think often, you know, we're socialized to be like, yeah, be responsible. And, you know, you've got to do things that you don't want to do and da, 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 da. And like, granted, you know, life's about balance and yeah, we we need to do things that we don't want to do. But like inherently, like I, you know, I can't do anything that I don't want to do. So that's, that's when I discovered, you know, I rediscovered um, all that I, I used to do artistically when I was younger, before I fell under the, the act of like, oh man, in order for you to, you know, be happy and be successful, you have to be a businessman or a lawyer mm-hmm. or a doctor. You know what I mean? Because teachers aren't teaching like, yo, you could be an artist, you could be you and make a living. Um, and then at some point through that, through my journey as like a videographer, you know, I hit a point where I was just like, I don't want to perpetuate these ideas of people anymore through my music videos. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like I. <laughs> I think I can't remember what music video it was, but it involved champagne and women shaking, you know, their butts half naked. And I was just like, is this is this what my body of work is? Is this what my legacy is? Like, I'm just perpetuating this idea of what this goofy, cool shit. So yeah. um, through that, um, I realized that I wanted uh, my work to. um be a little bit more meaningful and have more intent with what I did and what I do. Um, and, uh, through that, you know, through life breakups and everything, I fell into service with the night ministry and social works and discovered some things about, you know, people and, 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 you know, education equity and, and, you know, a lot of the ills that, you know, certain communities face and, I feel like once you see those things of the world, you kind of can't turn back from it. Right. So that's when I decided I was like, okay, well, this is my way of, you know, giving back. Like I, 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 you know, I, I like to serve like physically and be there with people, but also I want, I I found a way of incorporating my art with that, which is Mm -hmm. through writing and illustrating. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and many ways of giving, you're a multi-medium man. Um, it seems with, you know, you're just the all around genuine creative cat and, you know, feel free to put that on your LinkedIn. Yeah. Cre- <laughs> genuine creative cat, but you know, you've got the, the illustrator hat that you wear animation, which we got to link up. You know, I got a few ideas. I'm like, I got to run these Greg's way. Um, and then you're also a director I feel like how do you get up in the morning with sort of all the ability to tackle so many different creative endeavors and like stay on track? Because I feel like I wake up and I have like four different ideas that involve maybe writing, performing, and uh, I don't know, going outside and doing a crazy dance. And then by 4 p.m., it's like all I've done is sent an email. So it's like, how do you, I'm like, how do you stay focused when there's just like so many avenues through which you can create? That's a very good question. Um, And that's something that I've only been able to answer or found the answer to recently. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I read it somewhere. I can't, I forgot. I, I started reading on this app called Lucid, which like, I guess, condenses books into like more digestible and like more compact. That is a millennial whatever. ass app, boy. No, no, is, no. Have I ever heard of something? Said, I can't okay. read the whole book. Okay, uh, here, we, 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 the spectrum is full textbooks <laughs> on one end and headlines on the other end. What if we had that, an app? <laughs> that, that could make it shorter, make it, but that's the thing. Like I, I like to read. So like, I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on one book because there's like other books in right, line. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, I want to, I want to learn now, you know what I mean? Which is also, I guess, millennial thing, but I read it where like you have to create your big goal, right? And then through your big goal, you create smaller goals. And I'm sure you all are familiar with this. And through that, you know, through that constant, I guess, refocus or once you build that map out, you'll be able to, to refocus often. So one thing that I struggle with is often, I wake up and I also have that fire where I'm just like, oh, I want to, I want to write a, a script today, or I want to shoot something, or I want to paint, or I want to, and like, I have to remind myself, like, okay, what's my big goal? This is how I want to, you know, create impact. So this is what I need to be doing. It's a, it's a, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Yeah. all the time, like I literally, I have paintings that are unfinished, like sitting on the side and like in another room, and like I have these ideas and I have a bunch of things, but like what sits me down and like writing like because i'm working on my third book right now is understanding and having that prioritization like yeah i i can do all those it's almost like you just have to sacrifice like okay my downtime could be out like partying or it could be painting you know (laughs) what i mean yeah so like i think it's just you know comes down to that prioritization what's important for your big goal, you know what I mean? And writing, that's how I know I wake up every day to write mm-hmm. and not get distracted on the million other things that I could do. Right. And that, that makes me think that maybe uh, what you said earlier, you said you can't do things you don't want to do, but to be able to kind of calcify those priorities and get up and do the hard thing, I bet you don't all, I mean, if you're a human being, uh, which I'm starting to question, given the, uh, <laughs> your superhuman right. abilities here, uh, there's got to be moments where you don't want to sit down and anchor yourself to the chair and do the hard work because it, it gets tough. But I think, yeah, you're, you're totally right. Having the idea of that big goal, that umbrella goal helps you move forward in those slow and those smaller steps. You know, I, that's reminds me of. Of, of my brother says, you know, this thing is like, how do well, how do you how do you eat an elephant? Uh, and that's one bite at a time. So you, that's you gotta, incredible. You I love that. that. I'm stealing that, by the way. Mm. I'm there taking it. an old parable. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, no, you're 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 completely right because there are there are plenty of days, and I feel like that's one thing that the pandemic has taught me. Um, there are days where like, I don't want to write. There are days that I don't want to paint. There's times where I just don't want to do anything. Yeah. And I used to allow that to give me such anxiety where I'd be like, fuck, you ain't shit dog. Like you just at the crib, you not, you could at least produce something nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, through the pandemic, I've learned to be a bit more gentle with myself Mm -hmm. and through me being gentle with myself and listening to myself like okay well do you want to paint today dog do you want to write today dog but also you know being disciplined with that 
Um, it's, I feel like it's allowed me to create better. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like when I paint now, like I'm not painting cause I'm forcing it like, Oh man, like I got a deadline I got to do this. So I'm not writing. Cause it's like, I need to pump out a book. Like, nah, it's like, now's the time. Right. Oh, okay. I'm seeing this now. I'm, and it's like, when you li- it's almost like mindfulness and meditation. Mm-hmm. Like when you start listening to yourself, that's when like the real creativity that lies within the depths of yourself are able to, ma- I guess, come out, manifest, right? How can I get your voice as an alarm clock on my phone when I went like, <laughs> hey, Rach, you want to write today? Maybe you want to make a TikTok, but no pressure. You know what I mean? Just that even tone. It's, it's, you got father energy before even being a father. And you know, know. like that. <laughs> it's, it's, I know. And it's really, it's, I've always heard that, like, ever, like, even when I was a kid, like, when I was on um, my football team as a kid, it was like Greg, the the old young man. That's what they used to call me, <laughs> the old young man. Can you tell us? Um, so you've got you've got the two books already under your belt, Doubt Bug, which just waiting for someone I'm close to in my life to have a child. Because, but I feel like Doubt Bug is not just a book for children. It, no, it's, it's not. It, it's not like I feel like it's no. definitely called that, but it it's got universal themes. Yeah, I, I definitely wrote that book for adults, which is right. like something I don't. I actually this is the first time I'm saying it <laughs> in like <laughs> a public or like on an in an interview. But I I wrote the doubt book for adults. Yeah. Um, but I had kids in mind because I think it is important that kids become familiar with that tool early mm-hmm. on so that when they get to be our age <laughs> sky's the limit they're gonna go crazy that makes a lot you know of sense what I, mean? because I feel like a, a child's doubt bug is like a caterpillar and then as you get to a teenager it's cocooning and really then you get to like your early 20s that motherfucker is a whole butterfly you get to knocking on 30 the butterfly has a knife you know what i'm saying it gets harder and harder <laughs> yeah. to kill that doubt bug <laughs> so yeah, yeah get it yeah. early <laughs> yeah. yeah and yeah that's so um, you know, with, 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 with that being said, yeah, it's like, um, when I wrote it, I, I wrote it, anything that I write, here's another thing, anything that I write, I'm really talking to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I wrote the Dow bug, I wrote the Dow bug because I went through Inktober. I don't know if any of you all are familiar with Inktober, no. but it's like this thing that illustrators do on Instagram. They, every day is a new art prompt and um, you, you're supposed to draw whatever and so forth. And it's a lot of, I always, I was always afraid of doing it. Cause I was like, fuck, like I'd been drawing since, you know, fucking the, 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 the second grade. And I'm, I'm, I know that I'm skilled, but like putting it out there is, is terrifying. Of course. And while I'm working on October, the Inktober, I was, I was, I, I, I think this is like right when I first started to practice like meditation and mindfulness. So I was like really in tune with like listening to the the shit that I was saying to myself. And while I'm illustrating, all I could hear was, man, this shit not good enough, dog. You ain't got to post this. Like if people see this, they just going to know you're not, you're not an illustrator. You're not that, you know what I mean? Or you're, you can't keep up with all these other hot illustrators that are in the city of Chicago or just in the world. And just like, all of this like doubt and like negative and I'm, I, I i dropped the pencil and i was like what the fuck like, <laughs> like what's going on here and then that's when i started to practice 
you know, in, in combating that negative self-talk and being like, no, actually, you know, I am skilled. Actually, I, I can do this. Actually, I have everything that I need to do to succeed in this, in this practice, in this field. I have no reason to actually doubt myself. And then that's when, um, I think sometime after that, cause I work at an emergency youth shelter. So I, I would teach the kids how to play chess and, um, oftentimes you have the kids, they'll doubt themselves. They'll be like, Oh, I can't play chess, man. I, I'm not smart enough, or I can't do this. Cause you know, so-and-so or blah, blah, blah. And that's when it connected where I was like, fuck. I'm not the only person out here who be doubting himself. I'm not the only person out here who like has to like overcome their own insecurities and doubts and so forth. So I was like, the best way to combat this is if you learned it as a kid. If you're a child and you learn how, if you recognize how you limit yourself as a kid, you know, when you get to be our age, then, you know, you'll be able to, you'll, you know, you won't, you won't be able to limit yourself. You right. know, you'll be limitless. Your doubt bug won't be a, you know, fire breathing dragon with halitosis, which it feels like <laughs> how mine presents. Um, how did you get so large now for, so you got these two books under your belt. What was the process in getting those published? Where did you have a self-publishing route? Definitely self-published. Um, another, another, I guess, character flaw within me is that like, I don't, I don't like putting my dreams into the hands of others. Mm. So like, I thought it was kind of reckless for me to be like, this book is only going to get published if somebody recognizes that this is worth being published. So I was like, everybody's like, go the publisher route, go the publisher route, go to traditional. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to send out a bunch of emails and hope that Joe Schmo is going to recognize the vision that I have for this book and publish it. Like, and if he don't see it, then nobody's going to see it. Fuck that. So I went through Amazon, um, which is horrible mm -hmm. uh, because apparently a lot of books, small bookstores and so on, like are really taking a hit because Amazon and all they're doing. Also the, the, they don't pay very well in royalties as far as publishing. So like, um, that was a lesson learned going through Amazon. But yeah, second book, I went through uh, Book Baby, self-publishing, mm -hmm. which was really great. Um, they offer they offer that distribution and everything. Um, and yeah, it's that's it's 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 one of those things where like you 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 have to build the plane while you fly it. Right. You know, you learn along the way. You just have to accept that you're gonna fuck up sometimes, but that's cool. You'll get it eventually you know hearing you talk about this it's all making so much more sense that your first book was called simple mathematics you have broken it down and you are explaining it to me like i'm a two-year-old and i appreciate that uh mm. <laughs> i need it simple nice and simple these days <laughs> uh speaking of simple mathematics though i smell a most deaf reference is that uh is that where oh yeah, yeah. um simple mathematics is like if you're a hip hop head, you're you're gonna smell so many and see so many references. Um, the original title was Supreme Mathematics, right. um, <laughs> which is an ode to like the five percent. I was gonna say, are you a five percenter? No, 
I'm not a five percenter, uh, <laughs> which is which is also why I I changed it from supreme mathematics to simple mathematics, right? Because um, I, I did have friends that are uh, in the nation and and um, they they were just like, yo, you know, even though what you're doing is good, but right, you know, you run the risk of some zealots or zealots, you know, coming after you. Like, how could you desecrate the name of the sacred book? So, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, it's really simple mathematics is just an homage to, you know, you know, hip hop and how the golden era of hip hop um, essentially used their tools and their talents and their voice to create a movement of empowerment um, with, within the youth, for the youth uh, um, in, 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 in inner city. So or for the culture, for that matter. So, um, yeah, it's definitely it's a, it's a hip hop. Thing. And that that seems to have influenced a lot of your work and a lot of the collabs you do, not just uh, with social works, but I saw, you know, Hebrew brand, some of the work you've done with Adidas. Is that something that you now actively pursue when you're looking for work or is it just like the work that you've done kind of has you busy in the space? It just so happens that like what I'm interested in, the people around me are also interested in and we, you know, have aligned in that way, you know, through Hebrew instrumental, Big Short Drive, like we all love hip hop and and that's how we fell into, you know, our I fell into, you know, doing shit with them. But if Dick Sporting Goods came up to me and was like, yo, man, we want you to do some some country, you know, sports hunting stuff. I'm like, all right. All right. What's <laughs> let's that? let's see where this takes me. Yeah. Nice. That one the one show. country song I know, uh Country Girl, Shake It For Me. Yeah. You guys know that I know one? That song. They play that. I know that song. I <laughs> Yo, that song low-key has bars. I went to a predominantly white institution uh, for college. I know that song. Uh, God, they played at the Super Bowl one year. That's how I knew him, I think. I have not gotten that deep into country. Um, You're not missing much. You're not uh, missing much. So, Greg, you seem to have figured out the algorithm for simple mathematics and you found a way to uh, elucidate the strategies to squash the doubt bug to the rest of us quite clearly my question now is does yours ever come back around or have you found the keys to keep it locked out ever since you passed every day every day okay every day day. i was i was i was drawing some shit the other day um and i caught myself being like this shit's garbage like <laughs> I like I was writing the other the uh it especially comes out it doesn't come out when I'm writing, which is really interesting because I feel That's like my nice. writing is like I definitely draw more than I write, but I'm I'm currently illustrating like a project for um this nonprofit and as even as I'm looking at it right now, because my Cintiq's right here, and like as I'm illustrating it, I'm always like, man, this guy's not gonna like this shit. He's not gonna like it. I'm gonna have to start off and like it. No, even if I wrote, like, even though I wrote the doubt bug, I wrote simple mathematics, and you know, I, I'm, 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 you know, trying to put people onto certain tools, but. You know, I'm human, man. And and even to this day, it's a daily, it's something that you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life, which is why people should be more aware of it now is because, you know, you have to learn how to overcome that voice for the rest of your life. You're always going to doubt. There's always going to be a part of you that's fear. Fear is going to set in and you're going to try and talk yourself out of it. So 
you know, you've had these artistic pursuits, which you've been at, but then there's also just like a practical side of things of like paying the rent, getting the groceries, et cetera, et cetera. What was there, have you always had a day job while pursuing um, all these different, all your artistic pursuits? Was there a point where you got to fucking peace out on the day job? Man, um, I was blessed enough to, to find a day job that just let me do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. Which was really weird. Yeah. Really fucking weird. Like, I guess I must have been like a diversity hire. So they like they didn't really give a fuck about what I did. So (laughs) like they hired me, put me in the corner. It was like, all right, we diverse in this bitch. We got one black dude. All we need you to do is be black (laughs) and stay black. (laughs) Like, like I that job was beyond lenient. Management was so cool that as long as I got my shit done, like it was whatever. But um, with that, that's like um, I that's I wrote simple mathematics and I think the dot bug at that job where like I went into work and essentially I just I was doing my own thing. Um, yeah. And then COVID hit, got laid off. Um, and to answer your question, I, I haven't completely made the leap or the jump like mm-hmm. oh, i'm a full-time artist i'm killing it like right. my boost llc my business like has definitely like you know increased and like it's doing well and and you know they're offering me loans and shit now because i guess they're seeing some financial performance mm-hmm. but i still have a long ways to go before i'm like completely like independent right now i'm definitely definitely like a lot of americans right now are you know, that unemployment is holding, holding the brother P- down right shout now. Shout out PUI. Me too. Shout out. You know what I'm saying? So um, hopefully the, the goal is that by the time that runs out, you know, Boost LLC will be able to, you know, hold me down. But um, until then, I became a substitute teacher. Hell you know, yeah. working for, for CPS. There we um, go. And shout even, out even Chicago if, Teachers Union. Shout out CTU. Um, and even if, even if you know, my business is able to, to hold me down financially, you know, I still very much look forward to like getting in there and, 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 and teaching, you know, the kids. Cause um, one, that's my demographic. These, that, that's, that's the, these are the, 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 the individuals that I'm writing for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, I don't want to make money from like my art, if that makes any sense. Hmm. <laughs> but like, essentially I don't, I feel like, through my experience being a videographer um, and like, you know, it becomes a job, you know, it becomes, Mm -hmm. and the magic is gone. Like if I'm illustrating, I'll illustrate for like, you know, if I, if the, if the check is solid, I'll do it. But like, I try to stay away from monetizing like my, my, my art, Mm -hmm. it, it almost ruins it. It's like, it, it just saps the magic out of the, out of whatever craft you have. Like, you know, um, because when you deal, when you deal with clients, you know, they, because they're not, you know, in your craft, they often don't hold the passion that you do. So, you know, it's like, you know, you all day for, for money, you have to sell yourself, you know what mm. I mean? And I'd, I'd rather be making my money outside of my art to make a living so that whenever I come back to my trade or my craft, I'll have fresh eyes. Uh, I won't be, you know, burnt out. I won't be discouraged by like, you know, shitty projects or whatnot. Like this is my, 
love. It's sacred to me and it's not for sale. Wow. Unless you have a, a solid amount of money that you're offering. You, right. you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. That's your, I mean, this is a perspective that we surely have not gotten yet. Cody, no, for not sure. at all. I appreciate the separation of church and state um, or, or, yes. or, or church and bank. I feel like that's when you really start to create like some raw ass shit. Like, mm-hmm. and then that's when you really do get paid. Um, I think my, my homie was telling me about like how, if you take care of the craft, the craft will take care of you. So if you sell, if you're constantly selling your work and your art, you're, you're, you're constantly selling it. Like, yeah, I'll give it, I'll, I'll illustrate for you for 50 bucks, man. Like, yeah, you know, you're just, you're making it cheap. And like, then you start to see your own work is cheap and it's like, it's, it's a cyclical thing, you know? So, um, when you separate church and state, you know, church and bank, you know, then I feel like you just, you by default, just create more intense and just greater work. And that is what makes people gravitate towards it also, where they're just like, damn, this nigga's on a planet of his own doing some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's when they're like, Hey, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like, all right, all right, cool. And then it's like, okay, <laughs> let's combine that church and bank because right. hey, the church you has tax it. incentives. All right, let's shout out it. Kanye. We all know why he started the church. <laughs> well, Rachel, I, I feel like that that description really answers the question of what his his pie in the sky checkery might look like. It's a perfect separation right. of, of church and bank. The the peace of mind to put passion behind the paint, and occasionally, you know, put the paint connected to the bank. You know what I'm saying? So, wow. Uh, I, I feel it. Now, we ask this question to everybody uh, that we have on, Greg, and uh, I feel like you got a couple of options for answers because you got to go whole lot of options and shit that you be doing. So before we get out of here, we, we want to know what do you want people checking for from you right now? I would say right now, uh, one thing that I want them to check with me would be, wouldn't even be with me. It'd be with, uh, it'd be with social works. Um, right now I just finished illustrating uh, a flip book for their newest initiative, my state of mind, which is a resource. It's a platform that makes mental health, uh, or I guess finding mental health resources and so on uh more digestible and more readily available um i don't know about you all but finding mental health services can be a little bit tricky um and especially if you're younger you're not familiar with insurance and all this other stuff it can kind of be intimidating and if you need help you know you could kind of you know talk your way out of it because it's like oh i don't know what i'm doing uh the beautiful thing about my state of mind in this flip book is that it's geared towards young adults. Um, and it's a one-stop shop for, you know, if you identify with the, um, you know, with whatever background that you may have or whatever type of specialist that you want to seek, um, it's all there. Um, and I feel like that is something that people should be checking for. Um, because a lot, you know, mental health is super important. And I think that, you know, the world would be a much better place if we all just took a second to, you know, heal ourselves mentally as and prioritize our mental health the way that we prioritize our physical health. We drink water, we exercise and we eat healthy so that we could, you know, physically feel solid. You know, I think 
we should be putting that same prioritization on our mental. So that's something that they should check for. Absolutely. So, and, and where can, where can folks peep this flip book? Um, it'll be available on the social works handle. If you want to, you know, at social works, um, once, you know, it's, it's, it's live, uh, at msom.me. That's one handle. Um, you can check out my Instagram, uh, at boost underscore, um, and, you know, check for it there. Um, and yeah, just, uh, yeah, I think that's, that, that's, that covers I mean, it. Yeah, that 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 covers perfect. it. Perfect. And if folks didn't know, of course, break it down for folks. Social Works, uh, great nonprofit in Chicago, headed by Chance the Rapper, and uh, and a lot of other great folks. Uh, so absolutely, check all this shit out. Uh, mental health, uh, positivity, and and importance to that. I must say, amen. A women, a them, and Namaste. You feel me? But we got a Nama go, okay? We got a Nama get on out of here. This has been Ain't Nobody Checking For Me Pod. I'm Rachel Jarofsky. I'm Cody Wilkins, and you all are great listeners. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Ain't nobody checking for me. Checking for me. Checking